0: and I'm back hi everyone it's Melissa Bassett from the I want my 40s back podcast um, streaming now on Spotify and hot news Apple Podcasts. that's right kids I'm on vacation this week so I have a lot of time to catch up on podcasting homework got it up on Apple podcasts and I was all out Friday night and by night I mean four o'clock in the afternoon with some super fans love to get out with the people the super fans you know my friends and someone at the table said how did I know not know about your podcast now now ladies if you're over 50 and you know me and you're listening to your podcast you should be telling your friends we can all learn together you know love to get out with the super fans love to get their feedback which is what we're talking about tonight, but before I get to that, um, I would like to thank superfan Lisa and Jenna for a wonderful addition to my podcast. If you listen to the last one on grief, when I was laughing at my own jokes and saying I wish I had an audience, they were kind enough to ship me my own soundboard here. That's the crowd going crazy. Now don't worry, I'll only use it like 100 times during this podcast. You'll get to hear all of the functionality. But when I told my son that I was du- that I had this, he saw it this week and he goes, you know, mom, you can get like podcast software with sound effects. I'm like, "A <laughs> silly boy, I am not ready for that. So I'd like to thank you, super fans. It was great to see everybody and especially to get a gift in the mail. So as I mentioned, I am uh, on vacation this week. I'm going to a wedding later this week. But if you had listened to the Being Alone podcast about five weeks ago, I talked about how I hated being alone it was probably you know you were crying listening to me but today I spent the day alone and it was fantastic I got up I did my New York Times puzzles Wordle spelling bee letterbox the mini Um, and then I just kind of sat on the couch went to the gym Wegmans emptied out I'm still emptying out Mark the closet with of Mark stuff but didn't cry, it felt good, productive, made dinner for me and Rocky the Maltipo went for a couple walks. It was a great day. I feel like that's progress. I used to, when I was with Mark, I used to long to have a day off, you know, like, oh, I can't wait to have a day off. We would do stuff together. And then obviously I was dreading it for months, but today was a good day. So just want to say that's great. Um, did some painting this weekend. I put it up on my Instagram story, That little room that you're looking at, maybe it's 10 by 15 with the loft. It took me four months to do it. (laughs) Two gallons of paint because some of the walls are stucco. I had to crawl up there, but I had a lot of fun doing it. And you know what? Yesterday when I finished, I did a turnaround trip to the Cape. I put everything away, which my ex used to call me at a nickname for me that was so accurate. It was half job. So he'd go, here comes half job. And he was right because I'd pull the weeds out of the garden and leave them on the ground. For him to pick up or if i did any project in the house i was i was renowned for vacuuming and just leaving it in the floor but there's no one to pick up after me anymore so i am a full job now i picked up everything i put it in the shed put everything away and i looked in the mirror and i said i'm proud of you kid yes i am and i was proud of me i might be aching today there might be white paint all through my hair But no matter, I got it done. Uh, But before we jump into feedback, I wanted to talk about bullying for a second, which, you know, I don't get political on here, but my number one true source for um, news is the Daily Mail. If you don't have the app, I recommend you get it and get U.S. News and Entertainment News. They break every story before any national news um, station will do it. But there was something on there today about a girl that was 11 years, that hung herself because she, her father, I guess, died of cancer recently and she was getting bullied at school and the mother went to the principal and complained, asked for help, emailed and nothing happened. What, what goes on that an 11 year old girl does that type of thing? Feels like she has to be moved to that. And I know this may sound super judgy, but come on, you know, I'm going to say one judgmental thing every single podcast. I have talked to two families, both out of state, one who I know pretty well, and the other I don't really know. I just know the mother. Both of them have daughters in the eighth grade. Both of them are putting their kids in private high school next year because they've been bullied by other girls. One through sports and one through theater arts or whatever. Now, if you have a kid that is 11, 12, 13 and has a cell phone, it's on you. It is completely your fault. I cannot believe that mothers out there, especially of daughters, with this whole international women, you go girl, girl boss, and all that bullshit, that you're not going through those phones at night, that you don't know that your daughter's a little evil scheming bitch. And I don't care what you say. Oh, my kid's so good. It's not her fault. Two kids, two different states, switching high schools because girls are being mean to them. And in one case... One of the girls was um, carrying out her bullying via Snapchat, and the mom was able to get the pictures and take it to the principal. And the principal was very supportive. And I said, well, what did the mother say? And she said, I didn't even wait for the response. I'm too worried about my kid. I I just can't believe that mother didn't show up on the doorstep and say, my kid sucks. So it... It just makes me sick because we all, you know, girl power and you don't support this one. You don't support that one. And yet you're raising daughters that are hazing other kids and pushing them out of their schools. I don't know. I'm going to get off my um, soapbox. So I'd like to talk about doing good. Um, One of my super fans, as you know, was Jenna and her mom, Lisa, was on the podcast. And I promise I'm putting up the tip sheet this weekend on social media. It's going up Sunday. I promise I have all the time in the world to do it but Jenna was recently diagnosed with a super rare type of skin cancer called DFSP. And when her mom told me about it, I said to her, I just know what she's going to do. I knew that Jenna would do something immediately for good. And so, she took herself to TikTok. She is under the handle JPOT13 if you want to go find her and got on there within I don't know, 3 or 4 days of her diagnosis and going to the hospital and To say, I have this rare type of cancer and I can't find any information about it, so I'm going to be your cancer influencer. It just gave me the chills when I just said that. And by the way, I did ask her permission before discussing this on the podcast. This is a woman doing good. This is a woman going to social media, 22 years old, dealing with her own grief, dealing with what she has to go through. She's not going to have her surgery until June getting on there in the comments, And may I add like best stage voice, um, and saying, this is what I have. This is what I'm going through. And then did a part two, cause she got so many questions and I saw it, um, when she first posted it. So maybe like 50 people, not even had liked it. And so the next day it came up in my feed and there was over 9,000. I think there's over 10,000. She's gone viral because we love good stuff we love and it's not about jenna saying this is what happened to me this is her saying i have this and this is what we're doing about it and i want you to learn from me so like let's raise more girls like jenna and let's keep our bullying bullshit over baton twirling and field hockey out of the house and here's like a little news flash there's no field hockey there's no lacrosse jobs after you get out of high school so when you've graduated your little mean girl um, she's going to have to come into the real world with the rest of us where hopefully we can crush that mean spirit. Okay, Melissa, you're certainly on a roll tonight. So let's talk about feedback. So feedback is a gift. I put that on my Instagram, um, page. And for those of you that have difficulty finding podcasts, you can follow me on Instagram. So just search for, I want my forties back and you'll see me. And anytime there's a new episode, I post it there, um, but someone, it used to be a joke at a place where I worked where feedback is a gift, which really meant I'm going to give you some really bad information about you right now. Uh, but feedback is is good if we are willing to receive it um, and if we're willing to act on it. Now, feedback is not your opinion. So you may have an opinion about, you know, my sneakers or you may have an opinion about my accent. That's not feedback. Feedback is fact based um, and something hopefully that we give to others so they can get better or we can get better at our job, at our parenting, you know, maybe dressing, something like that. But it first came into my life in the 90s. It was my second job. I worked for a company called Sally Mae, and we had to do this module in management training called Straight Talk and Generous Listening. And you went off with a partner and you had to sit and listen to them tell you three good things about you and three things about you that needed improvement. But you could not talk or rebut during their three things, good or bad. And so I got a guy that I was pretty good friends with at work. I valued his opinion. I'm like, this is going to be an easy, easy one. And I, I will not forget it. We were sitting in a hallway on the ground and he went through his good things and then he got to his feedback part. And he said, um, you can be really mean in what you say. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he said these simple words, I remember them. He said, you can tell someone they're an asshole. But you just say you're an asshole, <laughs> where you really should say your behavior is ass- assholic. And it's funny, but it's true. We are shy away from feedback because we only want the positive we're afraid of what might be construed as a negative but if it's based in fact fact is not your opinion right i had someone say to me recently oh you're so this this and that and i just sat there i did not say one word back that's your opinion you don't know me you don't see me for who i am and i instantly took those comments and flushed them right down my mental toilet so it's not your opinion, it's fact-based. But if you notice that we can't say anything anymore, you you technically cannot tell someone at work that you like their sweater. Like we cannot say anything anymore because of political correctness, but I'm direct. If you know me, you know I like to say what I think, but I'm not gonna physically judge you. I'm not gonna say, hey, you get a fat ass, or like, hey, this, and it's it's funny because, and some of you that know me, put your hand up because you know what I'm gonna say. People comment on my hair all the time. And I have said to these people, I can hear you laughing. I have a mirror, but I also have naturally curly hair. The amount of Moroccan oil, living proof, flat irons, all of it to get it to be somewhat acceptable takes a lot of time. And that's time I really don't have. So I have a mirror. I know what I look like. And so your feedback to me about all of the things to help me make my hair better, I get the message, okay? I, I get I got it. And the thing that makes me laugh is that people are so ready to comment on my hair, yet let me walk around with an everything bagel stuck in my teeth. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't get it. Um, but feedback is not judgy. It is fact-based, though we can take a couple of things off the table when it comes to clothes now when i was out with super fans this weekend someone at the table had a cold shoulder shirt on and i said oh god so-and-so i'm talking about that on the podcast and she said oh my god i know is it out of style and i said well i just don't understand the cold shoulder why can't it be a full shirt or why can't it be a one shoulder shirt Why is it mostly long sleeve shirts with the shoulder cut out? And then we got into a discussion at the table that for menopausal women, it's a great shirt, which I wholeheartedly agree. And my fan at the table said, I don't care. You know what? I've got four of these. I like them and I'm going to wear them. And I was like, you go girl. I love it. She loves her shirt. She's convicted. She doesn't care, right? Not walking around with her underwear on the outside of her pants. Love it. But here's where I am gonna take a stand, and this is for everyone. And I did it this summer or two summers ago when we were on vacation. I broke a lot of hearts, but it's the cargo shorts. Men and ladies who have men that wear cargo shorts, no. Get them out, get them out of the closets, the drawers, maybe light them on fire. Now, a cargo short to a man that doesn't work construction or is fishing is really a man's walking pocketbook. Wallet, keys, all the things in those pockets. And usually they're accompanied by white socks and New Balance sneakers. Our clothes are our calling card. You know, it's too early in middle age to give up. It's too early to dress like a homeless Santa unless you're in your house. The cargo short should be reserved fishing construction work or maybe doing things around the house or if you're going on a big hike and you're carrying everyone's cell phones maybe their wallets great let's do that but I feel like I'm gonna start a personal crusade to rid the world of cargo shorts have you ever seen George Clooney wearing a pair of cargo shorts you have not Mm -mm, nope have you ever seen any good-looking guy over 50 you know that's famous wearing cargo shorts he is not and so can, can we get rid of that? Thanks so much. Okay. Um, this week or last week at work, it was the end of International Women's um, Month. And I think I've shared with everybody that I co-lead the Women's Business Resource Group. And it was a career high for me. I got to hi- interview two influencers. One is Corporate Natalie. And you can find her on Instagram and TikTok. Just search on Corporate Natalie. Hilarious. The other is Tori Dunlap. And her handle is her first 100K. And she does a lot of investment 101 investment savings advice geared more towards women. She hates Dave Ramsey. So if you listen to Serious Radio, she's the anti-Dave Ramsey. But one thing that she said during the um, interview that we did with her is that feedback is great, but you have to earn the right to give feedback. And I totally get that. That makes so much sense. So I can't walk up off the street and say to someone, you know, your car sucks or get a haircut. And these are all physical. I shouldn't do that. But um, you got to earn it. You have to have trust. And with trust is a giving and a receiving of feedback. And one thing that made me laugh was someone I know got a new job recently and posted it on Facebook, Facebook LinkedIn. And people were jumping in, oh, they're so lucky to have you, you know, good luck and all this. And I laughed and I called a coworker from the company that we worked at with this person. And I said, they're all really saying, thank God you don't, you're don't, you not here anymore. <laughs> thank God you've tortured us. How many phone calls were made that said, oh my God, thank God that person is is no longer here. And I feel bad for the new employees. Because we work with people, they become maniacal, they become you know, abusers or bullies himself inside. And we're just so happy that we, when they leave, that we never give them the feedback that would probably help them, would probably change them. But you got to be open to it. You got to say to someone, you know, what did you think of me when I was here? What did you think of the way I did this or that? Um, I work for a very different, uh, different type of company. It's a financial technology company. Everyone is young and everyone's just kind of out there. There's not a lot of angst, right? So if there's a meeting and something didn't go right, or someone will say, can I talk to you for five minutes and say, I wish it was this way, or I wish you did it that way, or they'll give you your feedback in advance. It's the new generation, and I and I hope that's true. But over the weekend, there's a consignment store that I follow on Instagram, and the woman posted up a review of a guy. That had given her bad feedback. So she, he had called the story, had a bunch of stuff he wanted to consign. They were busy. They treated him like shit. They were short with him on the phone. She doesn't deny that. But the guy himself has like 450, 460 reviews. And so rather than taking the feedback that this woman was lucky enough to get, like your front, the people on the phone are rude, she took his review, she posted it on her Instagram and said, it stinks when you get feedback like this, especially when the person has so much credibility in giving reviews. And that's the, like, the opposite of good feedback. So you get, you're getting it. You're getting things that could help your business, yet you don't like it. He didn't publicly shame you. He just wrote a review on Google Reviews. And you outed him. And so you know what I did? Unfollow. I am not interested in someone that cannot even take a little bit of business advice from a potential customer. Um, God forbid I said the wrong thing if I bought something there and and that person didn't like what I wrote. So that's not a good, I mean, if you're, you have a business, you're soliciting reviews, you got to be open to it. I got bad feedback on my little rental last year down the Cape and the person said the beds were like rocks. And I'm like, I called up the rental company. I'm like, those are brand new beds, blah, blah, blah. She's like, Melissa, it doesn't matter, forget it. <laughs> they don't care. Just let it go. So she's right. Let it go. I'm going to let it go. Um, We're scared of feedback though, because we take it personally. When someone says, oh, can I give you some feedback? You immediately think it's going to be personal. So we say nothing or we just talk about it behind people's backs. I would have said that to Mary, but she overreacts to everything. So we gossip about it and never give the feedback to the person that needs it. You can't go rogue, but how can we get better at something if we don't ask? How do we know if what we're wearing is, you know, is this in style? Is it okay? I Honestly, go to Google or YouTube or TikTok and write, you know, fashion over this age. You'll see what's in and what's not. Use social media. It's there for you to learn. YouTube will teach us things. So if we're afraid to ask about a certain thing, a certain topic, things we need to learn, you can research it. Um, I get a ton of feedback on this podcast. I love it. I don't do all of it. But every single podcast, and did I mention this is number 10? Hold on. This is number 10. <laughs> um, I can't use all of it, but I take it. And, and I like it because if people weren't telling me ways to improve, it, you know, it'd kind of be floating out there. Uh, I think of a time, too, when I first got separated, and I had this boss, um, and if you know me, you know she was my boss for a long time, and she is retired now, and I, when I first got separated, I went down to visit her in Atlanta, and we met in a bar, and I said, you know, I figured, like, she's going to give me really good advice, and she sat down, and she said, Missy, he doesn't want you, and the sooner you accept it, the quicker you're going to move on. I was horrified. That thing stung like a knife. The words, he doesn't want you, but you know what? She was 100% right. It was direct. I asked her, what do you think? What should I do? She was divorced. I figured she'd give me good advice and that advice had I heeded it would have helped me kind of get through it quicker. And she's right, like accept the facts, but sometimes we get sucked up in the drama. I do, um, but that was great feedback, so great feedback. Um, everything doesn't have to get be public, but when you're hiding who or what you really are, you're the one that's suffering. And let me assure you, no one believes your bullshit anyway. So you can give a persona, and I'm gonna talk about this on the social media tip sheet, You got to be careful when you follow influencers, because some people are honest influencers, tell you exactly about their life, you know, how things are going, what their day is like. And I follow quite a few of those, but there are people that curate for Instagram. And so they present as perfect and they'll tell you like some of their fake struggles, but everything is always riches and success and, and all of that. You have to know the difference. I can see how kids can get caught up in it though. I could see how people like, oh my God, their life is so good. You have to know the difference. And it's hard. It's hard to know the difference. I think not getting sucked into it um, is the thing, the most important thing. But I think about, you know, I've mentioned this before. I'm still friends with all of my high school girls. Shout out girls. And we get together, actually a lot more now. Um, And we got together several years ago and we all started talking about our kids And one person was honest and said, this is what I'm going through with my kid. And it was like a tsunami. We could not, it was talk and waiting to talk. We all couldn't get in line to say, I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with that. It was such a relief to be able to take our lives and say, I am struggling with this thing and have someone else that you trust say, I am struggling with this thing. And it was all like kind of kid and growing up related. But now we have this kind of level of trust that I can say, what should I do in this situation? Or one of my girlfriends will say the same thing. What should I do? What should I say? What should I do? Like we're all trying to figure out managing our kids in (laughs) in their 20s because they're adults, right? They're not kids anymore. But that is the utopia. Having trust, being truthful And knowing that the person that you're going to ask for feedback will be truthful with you. Don't ask a stranger. You're not going to get it. Um, And think about therapy. You know what? Therapy is just paid feedback. We'll pay thousands for therapy to have a stranger tell us where we need to improve, but we're too afraid of how it might look if we open ourselves up, maybe look weak. I hate the word vulnerable, but it fits right here. Um, and may look lesser maybe less perfect and so we say oh i don't believe in therapy i'm not going to go to therapy i'm not going to tell you anything's wrong everything's perfect that's your choice but you're never going to change and if you're afraid to say something to a friend no, we all have secrets you don't have to blurt out the family secrets or if you have trouble you know with your husband that you don't want others to know sidebar just recently, I was out with two women who blurted out that they hated their husbands. W-T-F. And these weren't like close acquaintances. Like they, one was a work thing. One was like a bigger group. I hate my husband. One said, I regret marrying him. In a sentence, like she was like, so I'm going out with my husband tonight because it's my birthday. We've been together since this. And she's like, oh, what a mistake that was. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> like Imagine if they said that about you. I was shocked. I was shocked that people blittered it out that publicly. But um if you cannot share it with the people that you think that you can trust, they are the wrong friends and it is the wrong topic. So feedback, it's fact based, it's not your opinion, and it has to be solicited. You can't just go up to someone and say, My opinion of your blank 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 is this. If you really think it's something that they need to change or you need to change just be honest i'm i need some feedback on this what do you think i should do what is your advice but why do we struggle to get to the truth are we actually afraid that we might have flaws we all do and i think we pretend we say oh i know i have my faults blah 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 but think about it when was the last time You can honestly say you asked someone for feedback, you got it, and executed on it. We can all improve. I'm not great at it, but I want to change. And my kids are at a great age where they give me feedback whether I want it or not. The trust is there, right? And it's honest, but they're not kids anymore. They have their own opinions. They know a lot about the world that I don't know. And sometimes they'll tease me about like, you you told us when we were young that this, 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 and that's completely untrue. <laughs> I think that's the benefit of the parent being a parent. But I have had conversations with both of my kids lately, say in the past few months, where they have had to have a hard discussion with me about something that I said that they didn't like, or that I did that they didn't like. Was it easy to hear? No, it was not. But They were right. And if I can't start seeing them as humans with opinions and actually really good feedback, I'm an advice taker. You have a vacuum you like, I'm buying it. You have a restaurant you want to go to, that was great, I'm going there. I'm going to read the book that you told me to read. I don't ask people shit because I don't, just to talk. I'm an advice taker. I hate people that ask for advice, by the way, and never take it. I don't know. Um, But practicing on your kids is not a bad place to start sit down and say, what do you think of this? I did this thing. What do you think of it? Whether it's work-related, personal-related, ask them. Practice the feedback there. Now let's talk about white lies. I had a debate with my son about this recently too. White lies are okay. We all do it. We don't want to go to that dinner party. We don't want to go to that place with a bunch of people. And a white lie I think is okay. I debated this with my son. A white lie or omitting to prevent a bigger situation is okay because we all do it. We can't all be truthsayers all the time. Um, but when it's, you know, maniacal and hurt someone, of course, but you have to be ready. You have to be ready with a counter argument if you're friends with a pusher. And I think we all have a pusher in our lives where you say, oh, I can't make it that night. And they're like, why not? Where are you going? Who are you going to be with? What time are you be back? Can't you come later? So you got to be careful with your white lies, but that's different. That's different than feedback. It's just like kind of not dealing with a situation. You don't want to be in at that time. No one gets hurt. So here's the challenge. This week, everybody asks for feedback. A specific piece of it, it cannot be general. So it cannot be like, what do you think of my outfit? It has to be something in your life about the way either you're you you're doing business or how with a spouse am i giving you the attention that you need did i give you the attention that you needed this week ask for feedback that is the challenge and then as you're giving me feedback this week after the podcast let me know how it went so that's it for tonight um i know everyone's disappointed <clears throat> Love that thing. Um, But I hope everybody does the feedback practice, um, reports back to me. This is the I Want My 40s Back podcast on Spotify and now on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I Want My 40s Back is the name of the account. Okay, see you this weekend. Bye.